Hey, and welcome back to the Local 636 Podcast, your home for interesting people, places, and things in the St. Charles area. If you missed last week's episode with Devin Shelton from Emory, go back and check it out. It's a quick listen and just honestly something I'm really proud of. We get to talk about the upcoming show, and I really get to nerd out with him over some of their music, which was a lot of fun for me. The show, by the way, is December 9th, Thursday at La Belle Vie in Frenchtown. No tickets at the door, advanced tickets only. Uh, and the link is in the podcast description, or you can go to local636.com and buy the tickets there. The tickets are $40. It's going to come with a signed poster by Emery. Um, 40 bucks is a great price for the show. If you like live music, this is an intimate setting. Uh, it's songs and stories. They're going to tell some stories. I'll put a, uh, a video uh, of what you can expect in the, in the podcast link as well. Um, think of it as like VH1 Storyteller Series, if you remember that, but on a smaller, more intimate scale. Also, Public Art Company, Local 636, will be their live screen printing shirts. You've seen that sick design by Jordan Moeller uh, on the posters and stuff. We're going to be screen printing those on t-shirts. There's only about 30 tickets left. This probably will sell out, so grab your tickets. Come on, have fun. Today, I'm joined by Dave Chancellor of Climb So Ill. Now, Dave is a guy who, if you're anything like me, when you see him, you're just naturally drawn to him. He's always got this beaming ear-to-ear inviting smile, uh, long dreadlocks, usually in a ponytail or bun, sometimes even a top hat. Dave's got an incredible passion for climbing and the community of climbers that he's helped to build. And you can definitely hear that in the interview. Before we get to it, he wanted me to let you know about some December specials they have going on. Their single visit punch passes are on sale. So instead of buying a membership, you can just buy single visits. Um, They sell them in five or 10. The five is normally $100, now $69. And the 10 visit pass is normally $160, now only $120. Um, Great gifts, great stocking stuffers. This is a fun place to go. Uh, You'll hear my testimony kind of at the end of the interview, but my family of four loves going there. I have two small girls, eight and six, uh, and they absolutely love it. Uh, any skill, any ability can go to climb so well and have fun. So grab some of those, throw them in the stockings until then enjoy my conversation with Dave Chancellor of climb. So well, so we got to decide if we're joining downtown. Should we put this on? Yeah. He's hey. going to join the climbing team at your gym. Uh, yeah. Um, it's always been seven and up and now it got reduced to six. Uh, and so right. Uh, the R goes on your right ear. No, flip the can over. Flip the, there you go. Bling. Every time I come around, hmm, bling, bling. Should I be able to hear you in this? Just kidding. Yeah. Oh, hmm. <laughs> you're, you're preying on my insecurities of uh, having these technical difficulties again. You're good. This is the, uh, this is the, the reclimb. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to called The Rewatchables, and they rewatch movies and talk about them. Sweet. Uh, but some movies, they've done two episodes. Okay. And whatever it is, like Heat is their favorite movie. So they've <laughs> done one on Heat, and then they've done the reheat. So this is the reclimb. What was the Mystery Science Theater 3000? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that, was it like that, where they were watching and critiquing? No. Okay. Yeah, they, they, re, they basically just recap it. They have a categories. They give out awards, uh, stuff like that. It's just kind of silly. <laughs> Sweet pop culture wins. So yeah, I love it. Um, so this is the reclimb because I had so much lined up in my head that you were going to be my first guest. Uh, we had to do this first podcast; had to be perfect. We had, a, I think, a pretty good chat. Yeah, there was um, some witty, witty banter. Yeah, you're not getting any of that this time. <laughs> no. um, but I go to load the episode and I forgot to hit record. It happens. Uh, it's the struggle, right? 
But you learned so much during the struggles. I did. I learned that I have to hit record for it to record. <laughs> um, so that, there was a lesson there. I also messed up an interview with Dan Tripp of Good News. Oh, um, that sounds like bad news. Oh, but um, there's that witty humor. Uh, that one I hit record, but my power source went out. And so my recorder stopped. And so oh, I've got no. enough. And he was very gracious about it, obviously. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a cool dude. He yeah. came in, uh, he brought a group in and they did some climbing uh, at the gym. It was, yeah, he's, he's, I feel like that guy's like a natural born leader. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's one of those guys you look at and you're like, man, everything that guy does just works out and his you know you visit his locations and stuff and they're cool and yeah i think he's coming to frenchtown is that public knowledge uh yes yes yeah most definitely right on yeah most definitely that'd be good to have him in the neighborhood that's walking distance from you yeah that's bad news also (laughs) let's talk about you man all right i want to know um your story and kind of how you got to saint charles and you know you start way back. You have a, you have a climbing gym in St. Louis as well. Yeah. Yeah. Rock climbing. Who would have thought? Um, rock climbing got you to St. Charles. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I know some of the story and I think some people do too with the, you, you started making like holds. Can you talk about that and how yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I kind of found my passion at a young age. Uh, my uncle took me out outdoor climbing for the first time, uh, down in Sedalia, Missouri, this little hole in the wall, uh, crag, mm. which is a name. Name for a rock climbing. Oh, I thought area. that was a derogatory term for Sedalia. <laughs> no, no, such I, a crag. I've had town. some good times there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I instantly was connected. Just felt like this was uh, something I was just born to do, um, and uh, kind of returned from that trip with a new, a newfound passion, and tried to figure out a way to um, uh, to basically keep climbing. There was a small gym in St. Louis back then, but uh, we built a climbing wall uh, in my parents' basement. And uh, the climbing grips were actually really expensive to buy. So we uh, worked through trying to uh, make our own and kind of create our own. So um, that was kind of the start of of this whole bird's nest that's unfolded. How old were you at that point? Uh, I was around 15, 16 years old. Yeah. So just like, yeah, we can't afford these or we don't want to buy these. Let's let's see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it evolved over time. Um, But yeah, that that was kind of the the spark that that had started all that started the momentum train, if you will. That's cool. And so take me from like your 15 trying to make them to like, you're actually producing them and selling them. Yeah. So, um, do you go on shark tank? No, no, no. Shark tank wasn't even a thing then. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, over the years we, we continue to climb, uh, uh, you know, kind of start, start, uh, in, into high school. We, uh, we started charging some of the neighborhood kids to come over and actually and cl- climb on your wall, climb on the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah which is pretty wild. Uh, uh, did they have to sign a release or anything? Oh, no, no. Looking back, like I'm sure <laughs> it could have been a train wreck. Well, that's the first place my brain goes as an insurance agent, right? Yeah. It's like, where's the liability? Your yeah. parents know about this. I think about that stuff now. <laughs> Someone could have probably ended up with my parents home. Yeah. If it came to that. For sure. But, uh, we, you know, we didn't even have, uh, 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 gymnastic flooring. Uh, we just would salvage these old like mattresses out of dumpsters and drag them into mm-hmm. my parents' basement. I mean, it's pretty ragtag, but, yeah. uh, you know, we were just climbing and we were enjoying the experience and, uh, just having a blast doing it. Um, but yeah, we, we ended up, uh, uh, started to, to make the climbing holds. Um, we were kind of figuring out the processes and, uh, materials that were needed. We talked to other gym owners and uh, a few other operators to try to figure out like, yeah, how to take this sort of, uh, idea and concept and then uh, eventually uh, transition into actually selling product. Um, 
we attended a, uh, a, a trade show and uh, the trade show was kind of, kind of a bust. Uh, there wasn't, hmm. we didn't have, you know. You were trying to pick up ideas or sell your product? Sell our product. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that trip was wild in itself. We had no budget, no money. It was the Phoenix bouldering contest. We, uh, we ended up flying down there. We rented a U-Haul. We stopped by Walmart and rented a bunch of equipment. Couldn't even afford to, to get a folding table oh, or, wow. um, you know, any sort of, uh, booth materials to help our displays. Could you not afford it or did you just not know? Was no, the expectation not there? Just no, you, no money. No money. Okay. Like no money. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was tough. Uh, we basically saved the receipt and returned the stuff to Walmart, oh, which wow. I don't recommend. Uh, I remember walking on our way basically out the door. I thought, hey, it might be nice to get one of these like digital cameras. So we could at least take some photos. So we, of course, rented that too. Oh man. Uh, anyway, but I was in my element at this event because it was all you know professional climbers, and I was climbing a lot during that time and competing. So I felt at home. Um, we popped up our booth and didn't have much success, but there was one, uh, pretty much packing down from the event. There was one, uh, uh guest that stopped by this, uh, Japanese, uh, a girl who, who she didn't speak much English. We had trouble communicating. We kind of just handed our, our, our flyer and, uh, and that, that was it. Um, and fast forward, uh, they're a huge account of ours. They still order, uh, climbing holds and product, uh, for their shops in, in Japan today. So. There's a lesson there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some of my, some of my best clients and best accounts have been from like, oh, I'll stay an extra 15 minutes or I'll, I'll make that one more phone call. Not that you had, you know, the idea to do some more output, but just by sticking around and being there. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's just, uh, yeah, this strange, ironic moment in time. Um, I actually remember their first order that they placed, uh, in, it was like a, it was like a $10,000 order. The biggest thing we'd ever seen, sure. uh, and just lost our minds at the time. We knew nothing about like taxes or like, I was going to say how much did it cost you to fill the order? <laughs> yeah, Setting up a business checking account or like materials. I remember my brother, like literally cashed the check and then put all the money underneath it. His, his, oh, uh, his uh, uh, bed because we were like, oh, if we, if we put this in our account, they're going to take taxes, you know, just no idea. Yeah. Um, anyway, we uh, we pieced that order together, ordered the urethane, got the materials and, and shipped it. Uh, but I, I just I always uh, uh, reflect on that moment of seeing those uh, that one with a bunch of zeros behind it and not literally not knowing what to do. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, fast forward, the, uh, the, the, the product company, uh, kept growing. We, um, we ended up moving in, uh, you know, obviously out of my parents' basement down to Southern Illinois. We set up shop, um, and we started producing grips. So, uh, my brother was responsible for the business side. I was more on the creative end. We were, uh, ordering 55 gallon drums of urethane. We had our shop set up a system and process. We were, we were pouring grips and, um, sanding, shipping, uh, and yeah, continually taking orders. Um, that, that was a that was a pretty wild time too. I, I never really got into it to be like a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. It was always like oh, I enjoy the creative process and making the climbing holds and experimenting with urethanes and pigments. Like that all stuff was super fun. Sure. But as soon as it became this like repetitious oh, thing, yeah. this machine, I was like, I'm out. out I'm not yeah. having much fun anymore. Um, so there was a time where we decided let's, uh, sort outsource the production. Let's uh, get some help in this area. Um, and then that allowed me to pivot and, uh, and start working on, uh, on the climbing gyms. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's, uh, there's so much in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like 20 years of work and like, <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I have so many questions. I think I want to move on a little bit, not sure. cause I'm not curious. I'm super curious and maybe there's going to be a, a re reclimb and a re 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 
climb. <laughs> what I'm saying is we'll have you on for like four episodes. Um, but okay. So you opened the gym in St. Louis. I imagine that was a huge undertaking. Yeah. Um, and it's probably not, not easy to go through like a highlight portion of that, but like, how does that look from your, you're making stuff. You just decide something new. Let's open a gym. Like what was the, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty wild transition. Cause, uh, I actually remember, uh, packing up, we, we, uh, sold our property down in Illinois and I remember driving back to St. Louis and kind of looking in my rear view mirror and being like, Oh my God, what have I done? Mm. Uh, Southern Illinois was such a gym with outdoor climbing and it's a huge resource, uh, and just felt so at home there. And I was like, okay, time for the big city. Um, so yeah, I embedded myself here in St. Louis, which is where my family's from and, uh, and my wife uh, as well. And um, had to learn the process of like, I, I call it speaking the business language. Like, so um, I had, we started interacting with, you know, real estate agents and bankers and developers and project managers and had to, had to learn their language a bit. Um, and that was probably the hardest challenge for me was to figure out how to communicate this radical rock climbing idea to like, oh, how does it actually, you know, <laughs> service the community? Yeah, yeah materialize, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a three year ordeal between uh, site location, financing and the construction. And we opened up our, our first spot uh, down down in Lafayette Square. Um, gosh, it was about 10 years ago, which okay. was which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> so three years to get it done. Sounds similar to maybe <laughs> your experience in St. Charles. And, and, you know, that's what that's kind of what happens with the old buildings. Right. There's there's things that you know, need to be done that you don't know about until you get into it. And then sometimes you get into stuff and it's more than you thought. And you've got to do, uh, you know, a, B and C before you can do D when you just wanted to do the one thing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. For I mean, sure. Yeah. It's, it's like fairly, I shouldn't say easy, but like there was a lot of opportunities where, um, we could have just found an existing building that was pretty much ready to go. And yeah. then, drop our climbing walls in. But um, the idea with these historic buildings, um, they're on the National Registry, they're beautiful, they're brick. Uh, one's an old, you know, the St. Charles one's a steel shop and the one down, downtown's an old power plant building. Um, but like, we're trying to create an experience for people and a place that they want to be. Um, uh, and it's been cool to see, because after they're done climbing, they're, they, they hang out, they spend mm -hmm. time together. They're just, there's, a, there's an experience inside the space that uh, I think being in a historical building just, just, just puts it all together. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, uh, you know, that's why we choose to live down here too. It's just the character and, you know, there's certain things and it's just a different feeling than being in a, you know, a newer building, white wall building, like you said. Um, so you're in St. Louis for 10 years. You've been open in St. Charles for close to two years now, right? I guess 18 so. Months? Yeah. We opened right Right, pretty much in the middle of uh, of the pandemic, okay, and, and COVID, and still trying to figure out how to navigate this this new world, uh, being in the service industry, which I'm sure most people in the service industry are still still trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, how? So you're in St. Louis at eight years at this point, or whatever. Why? Why a second location? Well, I guess I know why a second location, but. Why St. Charles specifically? I know just from talking to you, you'd looked in Chesterfield and that didn't work out or didn't feel right or walk me through that. How'd you get to St. Charles? Why the location here? Yeah, yeah. Um, we just gravitate to these historical buildings. Like there's just something so magical about them. Um, it was probably a, a year of, of site selection, uh, pretty much driving. A lot of times um, you don't find this type of opportunities just like 
listed in like, right. you know, in realtor.com or That's been a topic on this podcast is that especially in French town, it's very like, oh, you catch the person outside and they mention that, you know, they want to sell their home or there's a sign in the window and you call the number and have to leave a message three times or, you know, right. you know, someone who knows someone. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's trying to, it's like, I don't say it's, it's sculpting your own destiny, but it's like, it's really trying to nudge and put put effort and motivation into the things that you want. And mm -hmm. so our goal is let's find a rad historic building uh, embedded in a cool community. Like those were like the biggest boxes yeah. to check. Check, check, check. Yeah. And so once we drove through uh, the space hire, we were, yeah, we were in the middle of a project out in Chesterfield and we we're in a due diligence phase uh, and ran into some challenges. And uh, out of frustration, I kind of took the long way home and, and drove up through, uh, through, through the uh, St. Charles area and, uh, uh, I had I had seen that complex in the past, and I, I revisited it during that this time period, and just was like, man, this just feels right. Yeah, um, yeah, and 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 here we are. Uh, three, yeah, three. I think that project, yeah, was about three years wow. as well. Yeah, a lot of skeletons in the closet of these old historical uh, commercial spaces. Yeah. Well, we're obviously super pumped that you're here. Um, how's it been since you've been open? What's the reception been like? Um, you know what. Uh, I don't know if you say this, this is a good place for a climbing gym. I don't know. Cause I'm not really in that community. Right. And so I don't know what's here. So has the, yeah. How's it been? Yeah. The, um, so far so good. Right. Uh, it's funny cause all projections or benchmarks or ideas of what we thought would, uh, you know, what, what we feel like uh, would correlate to being successful uh, in the space are just completely out the window. Um, yeah, there's an asterisk there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, can't, I can't tell. I can't tell. Like, okay. uh, you know, I've, I've seen other industry uh, uh, gyms um, have, have even more challenges than us. Um, uh, you know, the lights are on. Uh, there's a pulse in the building. Sure. And I, I feel like that is a great place. Uh, you know, I... There was li literally a time when I like can't work enough hours and see like a result, a measurable result. Because um, usually you put time and effort into something, whether it's a relationship or like spend time with the kids or like a mm -hmm. work project, and you see a result, a fruit of the labor. Sure. And like with the gym, I like I I can't figure it out. I'm like still kind of struggling to, to hit that magic. Um, one of our big things that the, makes the gym special are community events. Um, when, uh, over the years, we've hosted some unbelievable uh, evenings. We had uh, tattoos and hairdos. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, on-site tattoos. That was at the St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis location. Uh, we have our So Will Showdown, which is a huge climbing competition that brings in athletes from, um, from that fly in for this thing. Oh, wow. Big cash purse, corporate sponsorship, uh, DJ nights, like just these community events that are just, just off the hook fun. Yeah. And that's part of the climbing gym experience um, that really is different from like a general health club, right? This is a spot to come, connect, make friends, and, and excuse me, and rock climb. Um, and not having this community component be, because of the, the current climate with, um, with the pandemic is, I think, has really just put a little wet blanket on everything. Um, so we had our first community event here uh, about about two months ago, and uh, it went really well. We had a, a great turnout, and uh, it was the first time since we've opened. I was like, man, this is starting to feel a little oh, more cool. like normal. Cool. So I'm hoping we can hit our stride here soon, headed into uh, <laughs> cold winter uh, weather. And yeah, is that more the time when 
I mean, a normal year, a normal environment, is there an uptick in the fall? Yeah, well, okay. it's usually uh, summer when it's too hot and okay. <laughs> and winter, daylight savings time, everyone, uh, New Year's resolutions, like everyone gotcha. just gets really motivated to, um, to they still want to be active, but uh, their options less when they don't have as much uh, nice weather out, outdoors. Sure. Activity, yeah. What's the, what can someone expect when they walk in? So, you know, I've been in there never having climbed a wall. Um, it's hard for me to describe it because I would, I'm a layman, but you know, what, what can someone expect walking in there for the first time? And, um, yeah, talk about membership and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Um, so we try to like curate the experience. I I always say the phrase from the parking lot to the bathroom and everything in between. Mm. So, um, just in terms of like your drive up to the, to the facility, like how is it positioned? How is it displayed? Is there, is the signage? Does it feel welcoming? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, our, uh, we worked with a designer on the, the project in, uh, uh, early on, this is for the gym downtown. And, uh, she, she said, so how do you want the space to feel? That was, that was the question okay. for us. And I had no, really <laughs> no idea what she was talking about. I was pretty young, you know, naive, uh-huh. uh, uh, guy. And, um, she, so I had to ask her to elaborate and she said, well, when you walk into a Best Buy and you walk into an Apple store, you know, let's just say they kind of sell the same products. Mm-hmm. Why does one feel different than the other? Um, so that's, I like that analogy. It was great. And remember it, stores, uh, stores. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. How does Amazon feel? <laughs> uh, but that really kicked off the whole, um, uh, thing about just, I always like, be diligent in all of the little details because yeah. they all add up over time. Well, and, one thing that's really cool and you didn't, uh, have any control over this, but there's on the St. Charles building, there's these huge windows out front. Right. And, uh, you know, you can see in there and you can see the walls and it's super colorful and interesting shapes and designs. And you just, I, my feeling is like, Oh, I need to be in there. Like there's something fun happening in there. Right. Yes. So, I mean, what literally what you said from the parking lot, from the drive in, as soon as you park in front of that building, you're, you're excited about going in. That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. And the experience from, uh, yeah. Entering into the space, this idea of, uh, contraction expansion that the space grows as you navigate your way through, um, the color palettes, the light levels, how the the flooring offsets the color of the walls, how's Mm. the fitness area positioned to where you can comfortably work out and not feel like maybe your eyes are all on you. Um, so every little detail has probably been scrutinized, talked about to the point where we're worn out. But I think ultimately it creates a good experience. Um, the hope is then we can nail it with like first time visitor, like, hey, we were all first timers. So let me yeah. walk you through a very comfortable um, process to get you climbing. Most people think I, you know, I have to be able to do pull ups or I need to be in great shape to, mm-hmm. to start my you know, climbing journey, which is it's actually kind of the opposite. It's uh, you see the most amount of uh, gains when you just start, um, start a clean slate, in. clean slate. Yeah. Yeah. And it would do me no good if you came in the gym and couldn't get to the top of the climbing walls. Right. Uh, right? Like <laughs> it would do me no good. So yeah, we sell day passes, punch cards, memberships. Um, there's all sorts of ways to get plugged in. Um, a lot of people will start with the day pass. They'll uh, gravitate towards like a membership. They'll start mm. figuring out climbing. They'll, they'll eventually gravitate outdoors. It becomes a lifestyle for them. And before you know it, they're like traveling the globe like rock climbing yeah one of your um success stories was on recently uh jackie hebe oh sugarbot yeah i don't know if this episode will come out before or after that one but she'll be she's great yeah did she talk a bit about the gym uh yeah i don't remember have not edited it yet it was pretty recently (laughs) no Um, but i 
I've heard her talk about it more than once. Yeah. And she's obviously posted about it a lot. And she's great. She, I, I was there for her first night and helped walk her through a few things. And I think I was there for her first night too. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was one of those things. I don't know if climbing's right for me. And it's like, well, I don't know if it is either. So let's just try. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, she just kept, I mean, I, it seemed like every two weeks I'd get a little message that's like, oh my gosh, I climbed this or mm-hmm. I did that, or I got connected with this person. Um, uh, so it's just, it's just cool that like this thing's bigger than all of us, yeah. you know, um, I sometimes get wrapped up in like guest counts and financials and, uh, you know, different promotions, but like you look back and over the years, like people have met at the gym, they've started dating, they've gotten married, they're, they've had children, the children are now climbing at the gym. Like this thing has come just full circle yeah. and that, that's the stuff that brings me joy. It's that community we were talking about, you know, when you, when you have a, a niche niche, you say niche or niche. I go either way. Yeah. I'm tired. It's a fancy <laughs> podcast. We'll say niche. Uh, when you have a community like that, I mean, it's, yeah, people identify with each other and, you know, because of social media, all the bad things that it brings, like you can have a Facebook group for, you know, whatever, whatever, and people can stay in touch even when they're not climbing. And that really helps form those communities and form loyalty to your brand and to your gym. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's been awesome to see. I love seeing like two complete strangers from different demographics, like connect at this spot mm-hmm. and like share the joy of climbing. Yeah. Climbing really, you really have to be in the moment. Um, uh, you know, you, you, as you're on the wall, you can't really like be thinking about like work or any of the stress in right. life or like you have to be so yeah, present. That's true. Um, and I think that's what people really gravitate to. Um, it's just the, that, that, that moment of, uh, uh, no, no thought. Right? Yeah. Cause if you fall off the wall, you die. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No, Wait, no, no. <laughs> oh, we should put a disclaimer in there. I should cut that out right there. It's a hundred percent safe and fun. You've got the belay systems and. Uh, well, it's a blast. you're not far off. Rock climbing is inherently dangerous. Sure. Uh, but we not do, at your gym though. We do walk, walk you through things that make you comfortable. Yeah. Um, let's talk about St. Charles. This is a part of the podcast where we, um, talk good, nice things about St. Charles. I like, a lot of nice I things. like this yeah. place. Uh, when I have the, the opportunity to decide where I'm going for my climbing, I, I typically drive out here. Oh, yeah. A little shot at the STL location. <laughs> Sorry, they're not listening yet. We're still early on enough in the podcast. <laughs> 10 years from now, if you're in a position of power, someone may dig it up and yeah, shots fired. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, what do you like about St. Charles? Like, what are some of the things you like? Yeah, what I, I love this uh, uh, being embedded in a community sort of feeling. Um, uh, like, I, I love the position of the climbing gym, and then just the neighborhoods that surround it. Uh, it kind of feels like small, big town, mm. which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the development that has taken place off you know historic Main Street there, and how that uh, kind of is positioned along the riverfront, and and like these sort of legacies and stories and, uh, kind of throwbacks to the generations prior to us. Um, that, that's part, that's part of these old historic buildings and why I love yeah. them is there, there's a story that happened way before we were here yeah. and, and will continue way after us. Um, but I think just the, the shopping experiences, the access to parks, the, uh, uh feel like I'm, I'm, you know, like one block towards the riverfront and I feel like I'm in a different, a different right. space and time, one block towards main street compared to Frenchtown. Like yeah. the whole, the whole place is just a nice, uh, nice experience. Cool. And we're, you're big on experiences. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's part of our reality, right? Let's, uh, let's turn the question on its head and, and, and not even turn it on its head, but what does St. Charles need? Like whether that's, um, 
you know, uh, a loca- a build, uh, I don't say a building, a certain type of business, a certain specific business, um, a movement, um, you know, what, what does it need? What, what's going to make St. Charles better? Yeah, I definitely, I feel like there's a lack of like sort of these entertainment options, mm. um, like, uh, kind of this adventure type activity. And I know, I know we're part of that. Um, but you know, there's a lot of shopping, there's a lot of food, uh, restaurants, like uh, no, I can't really like put my thumb on anything okay. like, uh, specifically. Um, but Basically, I, I look at the climbing gym as a way to attract and retain people. Like okay. um, our our gym that's positioned downtown, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know college kids that have have come through, and um, and the gym has been a source of joy for them, and it's actually um, r- retained them from and, and embedded them into St. Louis, so they get done with school and they actually continue to climb with us. They look for jobs and they embed themselves in the St. Louis community. Yeah, cool. And you know I. I don't know all the demographics, but I'm curious if St. Charles has that as well. If there's enough here that after a kid graduates from Lindenwood that Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm going to stay here. Like, this is a place that I want to start my career. This is a place that I want to embed myself in the community and make an impact. Um, So I feel like sometimes if you can find more things that can help cultivate a lifestyle, like I look at climbing as that, uh, you have a way to impact someone's life. And then, um, you know, that somehow can pay pay in dividends yeah. um we have i mean if you're talking about you know lifestyle stuff and recreation you know the Katy trail is uh, a beautiful place to run and bike and train uh, but unfortunately you know there's not a lot of access to it from like where you are or anywhere right. down second street uh you can get to it from main street kind of i mean you can go through frontier park i mean you, you can get to it easily i shouldn't say kind of um but i think I don't know. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Like, I think yeah. it's like better trail access and integrate that with, sure. you know, a park here or another, I don't know, putt-putt course. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no putt-putt. <laughs> well, maybe What's putt-putt. Wrong putt-putt? <laughs> maybe putt-putt. Uh, yeah. It's like, maybe like some more, like, like some of the best resources are like that riverfront, that Katie trail, mm-hmm. like sort of these adventure tourism spots, uh, some, some more young blood too, that is willing to like take some risks and, and try things that are a little different and outside of the traditional scope of uh, the stuff that's being developed. Um, cause it'd be, it, you know, I look at the climbing gym as such a unique experience compared to a lot of, uh, opportunities that are out here. Um, I know the CVB here in, uh, in St. Charles has, uh, been doing great work and, uh, they, they connect with us a lot, uh, as an option for, um, you know, visitors, um, to, as they coming in, into the community to, to try something that's unique and different. The CVB is the convention and visitors bureau. Yeah. Yeah. I They're just wanted to clarify. No, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Go on. But like, yeah, the Katy trail, for example, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, possibly the crown jewel of, of, uh, of this area. And like, yeah, to be able to have yeah better access, maybe more programming revolving around it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I feel like there's, there's just more opportunities, uh, you know, just the steel shop alone where we're at as uh, part of the old ACF complex. I mean, yeah. that whole spot is ripe for development. And if you look at towns like, you know, like Chattanooga and like their development off the riverfront mm-hmm. with art districts and coffee shops and things that like can attract and retain people. Um, once you start getting the talent investing in the area, then I feel like the development comes and then things just blossom. So 
Yeah, to be determined. I'm very curious what the next, you know, five yeah. to ten years will be. I feel like, uh, you know, Main Street is anchored on both ends with the development across Highway 70 there, and then sure. uh, with the ACF complex on on our side. So I feel like being anchored in in the ACF complex, it'll be interesting to see if uh, what development could could span from there. Yeah. I think you're right. And that's, I think a lot of people have said the same thing. And, you know, I've had a lot of people on that have ties to Frenchtown. So, and, you know, having a business in Frenchtown myself, it's, it's something that comes up. Um, and then that development thing also comes up and I think you're right, man. I think we're, I think you were a, a big first domino, um, you know, and, and I think that's setting off some other things. And I think you're right. Five, 10 years may even be, well, what it'll look like in five, 10 years, but I don't think it'll even take that long. I used to think so, but some, some things have happened and. Oh. Yeah. I hear some whispers in the wind and I used Uh-oh. to invest uh, a lot of time into, uh, into, you know, make myself available and accessible and like, how can I help? And, and I'm always there. Uh, but, uh, it's easy to get worn out and going down these rabbit holes to yeah. try to help development um, when development just has to happen on its own. I think so too. I think there's a, I think there's a, a portion of it at least that needs to be organic and that, and then the stuff that has happened, you, good news. We've got the Frenchtown Tattoo Company, Rad Barbershop. Those have all been organic, right? That's all been just entrepreneurs or business owners saying, I want to set up shop here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some corporate development will be good too. Um, but I think those types of businesses and that, that kind of movement is what is going to start it and what is starting it. That will be, it'll be fantastic. Cause I feel like you'll have the historic main street, which is incredible. Some more sort of adventure, uh, tourism, you know, if that could get positioned off the riverfront, uh, the, the anchor of the restaurants and the shopping districts on 70 and then the development on this side. Well, I think all of that tied together, uh, embedded in this community will make, uh, this, this place even more magical than it already is. Oh, I like that. Um, let's talk, let's circle back to climb so well. Tell us, have you got anything coming up going on? Um, tell us how we can find you, how we can get a pass. Yeah. I just suggest come down and walk in the door. Like you, no experience required. Yeah. Uh, if you have time, jump on climbsoil.com. You could, you could get a day pass, make a reservation, but you can also just show up. Um, if you feel uncomfortable, like just take a tour as front desk. Say, I just want to, to walk the space and have a closer look. Uh, the gravity lab is specifically designed for like first time visitors mm. or parties or corporate outings. It's like a perfect spot for family and kids as well. Um, and that experience is like, it's, it's kind of an attraction built in the space. Uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, Ed, you got to climb there with your family. Oh yeah! I think you test testify that uh, it, hopefully that was cool for you. It guys. was cool. We've also had uh, board meetings there and retreats there, and so uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. But yeah, you've got you've got event space and all that stuff. Yeah, we kind of just have a little something for everyone. So uh, you know, the yoga and fitness classes have been going great. Uh, uh, it's been cool to see uh, participation increase um, in mm. group activities, mm-hmm. uh, which has been nice. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, so climbing experience and then uh, things that kind of, I feel like just, just work for everybody. Cool. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to plug, events coming up or anything like that? Mm, I, nothing like on the radar. We're starting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have our, our December 
you know, I'm afraid to put a, a month on this, depending on when things come out. But you know, during the, the winter season, we usually run our membership drives and uh, uh, holiday promotions, things like that. Um, but more than anything, I just uh, encourage people who've, who've never tried and even have felt a little bit of interest um, uh, to just give it a go. Like it, new experiences are incredible, and whether you gravitate to climbing as a lifestyle, uh, but just the idea of, of coming and trying it and, and trying something different is is cool. Climbing is growing, and that's been awesome to see. Uh, and that's been uh, climbing is just in Olympics here uh, in in Tokyo. We we watched uh, uh, some of the best athletes on the biggest yeah. platform, and that has definitely helped uh, increase some some participation around the gym. But cool, I give it the local six three six podcast uh, stamp of approval. If that means anything, all right. Um, now I'll just give my personal testimony. Um, definitely go check it out. I've been with my family of two young girls and. Um, Obviously, they've never climbed before, right? Obviously, their skill level is that of an eight and a six-year-old. And they killed it, and they loved it. Uh, And they went to the highest point of the wall and the highest point of that staircase and jump off. Um, And, you know, I think they were reserved a little bit at first, but um, I would definitely give it a ringing endorsement. Go check it out. Um, Go see Dave. You'll know when you see him. And uh, I appreciate you joining me on the Reclimb, Dave. All right. Game on, game off.